Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 28 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. First, consider that gratitude and thankfulness is the best service, being the end of all other worship, and as God's do, and is the end why God gives matter and means by which and for which we should be thankful. And that nothing is more beneficial than thankfulness, nor anything more mischievous than unthankfulness, as has been already showed. Consider also that hearty and constant thankfulness is a testimony of uprightness. It does excellently become the upright to be thankful. Psalm 33, 1. It is all the homage and all the service which God requires at your hands for all the good that he bestows on you. It is pleasant and delightful. Psalm 147, 1. It is possible and easy through the grace of God's spirit. It is a small matter to what God might exact even as an homage penny or peppercorn. Thankfulness does elevate and enlarge the soul, making it fruitful in good works beyond any other duty. For the thankful man with David is often consulting with himself what he shall render to the Lord for all his benefits to him. Psalm Hundred and sixteen, twelve. Lastly, this spiritual praise and thanks to God by Christ is the beginning of heaven upon earth, being part of that communion and fellowship which saints and angels have with God above. It is that everlasting service which endures forever. Five, impediments to thankfulness. Not only stir up your soul to this great duty of praise and thanksgiving, but carefully shun all the impediments thereunto. Amongst many, take heed especially of these, one, arrogance, two, pride, Three, forgetfulness. Four, doubting of God's love. Five, undue affection to the benefits received, especially to such as are temporal. First, if you are ignorant of the excellency and worth of God's good gift, or if you misprize things, preferring natural, temporal, or common gifts before spiritual, eternal, and special graces peculiar to God's children, you will either give no thanks at all, for who can give thanks for that which he esteems worth little or nothing, 
Or if you do give thanks, it will be preposterous. Giving thanks for temporal blessings sooner and more than for spiritual and eternal. Moreover, though you do know each good gift according to its due value, yet if through ignorance you mistake the giver, you will bestow your thanks upon men and second causes, but not on God, who is the giver of every good and perfect gift. James 1, 17. Secondly, if you be proud and highly conceited of your own worth and good deservings, you will expect matters otherwise than God will think fit to give, as Naaman did before he was cleansed. 2 Kings 5, 11, 12. And when you miss of your expectation, you will be so far from thanks that you will murmur and complain. Thirdly, though you know the worth of the gift and do acknowledge the giver and also think yourself unworthy of the gift, yet if you have not these in actual remembrance, if you have forgotten them and they be out of mind, how can you be duly thankful? Therefore, when David calls upon himself to be thankful, he saith, forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103, 2. Fourthly, suppose that you know well the worth of the gift and do judge yourself unworthy of it. And remember well that you received it of God. Yet if through misbelief and doubting of God's love, you think that God does not give it to you in love and mercy, but in wrath, as he gave Israel a king, Hosea thirteen eleven. your heart will sink and be so clogged with this fear that you cannot raise it up to praise and thankfulness for any gift which you conceive to be so given. Fifthly, suppose that you are free from all the former impediments, yet if you be too eagerly affected with the gift, you will in a kind of overjoyousness be so taken up with it that as little children, when their parents give them sweetmeats or such things as they most delight in, fall to eating of the sweetmeat and run away for joy before ever they have shown any sign of thankfulness. So you will easily be overtaken in this kind and neglect God that gave it. Number six, helps to thankfulness. The helps to thankfulness are most of them directly contrary to the former hindrances, of which take these first. Get sound knowledge of God and of his infinite excellencies, Psalm 8, 1 and 9, and absoluteness every way, Matthew 6, 13, Romans 11, 36, and of his independency on man or any other creature, whence it is that he needeth not anything that man hath, Psalm 1, 12 and 15, 
First Chronicles 29, 14-16 Or can do, neither can he be beholden to man, but know that you stand in need of God. Acts 14, 17, 17, 28 And must be beholden to him for all things. Know also that whatsoever God doth, by whatever means it be, he doth it from himself. Isaiah forty three twenty five, Hosea thirteen four. Induced by nothing out of himself, being free in all that he doth. Know likewise that whatsoever was the instrument of your good, God was the author of both the good and the instrument. James one, seventeen. Next, get a clear understanding of the full worth and excellent use of God's gifts, both common and special. Wealth, honor, liberty, health, life, senses, reason, etc., considered in themselves and in their use, will be esteemed to be great benefits. But if you consider them in their absence, when you are sensible of poverty, sickness, and the rest, or if you be so blessed that you know not the want of them, then if you considerately and humbly look upon the poor, base, imprisoned, captive, sick, deaf, blind, dumb, distracted, etc., Putting yourself in their case, Hebrews thirteen three, you will say that you are unspeakably beholden to God for these corporal and temporal blessings. But chiefly learn to know and consider well the worth of spiritual blessings. One of them, the peace of God, passeth all understanding, Philippians 4, 7. To enjoy the gospel upon any terms, to have salvation, such a salvation as is offered by Christ, to have faith, hope, love, and other, the manifold saving graces of the Spirit, though but in the least measure, in the very first seed of the Spirit, though no bigger than a grain of mustard seed, Luke 17.6, with never so much outward affliction, is of such inestimable value and consequence that it is more than eye has seen or ear has heard or ever entered into the heart of man. 1 Corinthians 2.9 For besides that the least grace is invaluable in itself, it is also the evidence of better gifts, namely, that God has given you his spirit, has given you Christ, and in him has given himself, a propitious and gracious God, and with himself has given you all things, Romans eight thirty two. When you know God aright and his gifts aright, knowing all things in God, 
and God in all things. Then you will be full of praises and thanks. Secondly, be humble and base in your own eyes. First Chronicles 29, 13 and 14. Let all things be base in your eyes. In comparison of God, account them worthless and helpless things without him. Psalm 146, 1 and 3, 33, 16 and 17. Judge yourself to be, as indeed you are, less than the least of God's mercies. Genesis 32, 10. For what are you of yourself? but a compound of dust and sin, unworthy any good, deserving of all misery. You stand in need of God, but not he of you. It is of his mercy that you are not consumed. Lamentations three twenty-two. When you are thus sensible of your own need and that help can come only from God and that you are worthy of no good thing, Then you will be glad and thankful at heart to God for anything. An humble man will be more thankful for the least mercy than a proud man will for the greatest. This concludes episode 28 of Henry Scudder's the Christian's Daily Walk.